discuss her path from screenwriter to successful author, her too spicy for suspense flavor of writing, she tells me how to write to my pleasure centers, and last but not least, McAllister. Good morning, Nikki. Good morning. Hi, how are you today? Good, how are you? I'm doing really well. I'm so excited to talk with you. We've never met. Yes, I know. I'm excited too. I'm ashamed to say I am new to your work, but now that I have read some girl, I am hooked. (laughs) You saucy little minx. (laughs) (laughs) I have major catching up to do, and I'm so excited. Yay. Where are you from? I'm originally from Chicago, but I currently live in Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky. The only thing I know in Kentucky is passing that amazing castle. Oh, right. (laughs) It's probably far from you, though. Yes. Yeah, it's like three hours. Uh, Have you ever been in there? I have not. I want to go sometime. So this is airing April 16th, and The Redemption comes out March 31st. Right. Was this always going to be a four-book series? No, it was originally just going to be the trilogy, um, which was the the two main characters across all three books. Mm -hmm. And then after I finished it, everyone was dying for McAllister's story. That's what I figured. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's just something about him. Yeah. (laughs) He has quite a presence. I I was very sad, actually, when I wrote the last word of this book because... I don't get to be with him anymore. And so that was very sad. Yeah. Everything he says, his thoughts, he's so calculated, but like broken and angsty and smart. I like him (laughs) very much. Yay. What inspired this series? Um, at the, the first book is called The Initiation, and I don't want to give too much away about what that scene is, but that scene is what inspired the book. And it was originally just going to be the one book, but um, I was worried I had too much story to put in a single book. So I was at a writer's retreat with Sky Warren and I said, I think I'm going to write a duet. And she's like, oh no, it's a trilogy. (laughs) She's like, you have way too much story. This is, this is definitely a trilogy. That's awesome. How many books have you written? I think this will be 19. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Have you always been a writer? Yes. I got my start um, writing screenplays. Okay. And um, I did, I had some success with that, but the, the nature of screenplay writing is you can have a ton of success and absolutely nothing to show for it because mm-hmm. it never makes it into production. Right. So after doing that for so many years, I was just tired of like nobody getting a chance to read my scripts or my work. So I made the transition to writing novels in 2014. Wow. And I haven't looked back. That is a lot of work in that amount of time. That's amazing. Yeah. Thanks. Do you have real life muses for these characters? Um, I don't actually. I would think you would be imagining a movie if you're a screenwriter too. Yes. <laughs> Well, tell us about your writing process. So it's changed over the years. Um, I've always been um, where I know my major story beats before I start. I always have to know the end before I start writing a book. Mm -hmm. But um, I was pretty flying by the seat of my pants when I was writing. Um, But with the trilogy, I couldn't do that. I had to have stuff mapped out. So it forced me to use um, a Kanban board, which is like it's a board that's sectioned into three 
sections. Okay. And so um, one section, the big section, is the scenes left to right. And then there's the middle section is like what the scenes I'm working on now. And then the last section is the scenes that are done because I like the sense of accomplishment of seeing that I've actually done some work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have those I have those over on the uh, the far side. And I can just write down on the note cards that I stick to the board just what the scene is going to be, you know, if it's a conversation or if it's mm-hmm. dinner or whatever. I'll stick those on the board and then I can move them around really easily. I, if I outline, like sit down with a, a pen and paper and actually outline from start to finish, I feel like the book is already written mm, and I lose yeah. interest. Same. So I'm a big fan of this board. That's great. Do you write out of order then sometimes? I, I try not to. Um, I had to with the last book, not this one, but the one before, I had to write out of order because I was way behind deadline. I had to get finished. Mm-hmm. And so I knew I had a scene that I could write really fast. So I pushed it off to the side so that I could focus on the harder scenes mm-hmm. and get those done. And I actually, I hated it <laughs> because then I went, went back to write this scene out of order. I was like, I couldn't remember exactly where the characters were. Oh. Like, and so I was like, oh, never again. How long does it typically take you to write a book? I'm getting faster, mostly because I set my pre-orders and I have no choice <laughs> right. but to get faster. <laughs> but um, usually if I'm, if I'm really like loving the book from start to finish, I can write it pretty fast. I could probably write it in like two and a half months. Okay. Yeah. And you have novels under your real name too, right? I do. Yes. I have three novels and a novella under Karen Lawrence, which okay. is my real name. And those are romantic suspense. Okay. I was going to ask what makes you decide which. Um, so when I, I started writing under my real name and um, my romantic suspense books, I kept making them too racy. <laughs> and so my editor was like, you need to, you need to tone down these scenes because your average romantic suspense reader, this is too much heat for them. So I was like, well, I'll just write another book on the side and I'll publish it under a different name and mm-hmm. I'll just get it. I'll get it all out of my system. And uh, apparently that did not work. 19 books later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are you working on now? If you don't mind talking about it. Sure. Um, so uh, the next book I'm writing is called The Pool Boy. And um, it is, it comes out July 14th. Okay. And it is an age gap again, but it is the reverse I've never done before where it's a younger man, older woman. Okay. Ooh. So I'm really excited to do that. Mixing it up. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice for writers starting out? You know, don't do what I did. (laughs) 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 Don't start with screenplays. Um, (laughs) I mean, there's an advantage to doing that because like, I feel like, I have an understanding of dialogue, yeah. but it also, it makes descriptions so hard because in screenplays, you can't describe anything. Mm-hmm. You can't, I mean, when it comes to like a character, you just give their age and then that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. So when I first started the transition, it was very difficult for me. Plus you also, with the screenplay, you can't talk about internal thoughts. Right. So anything that can't be shown in the lens can't be on the page. So it was very difficult to make that transition. But there, like I said, there are there were some advantages too. How did you school yourself to become this kind of writer after doing the other so long? I leaned very heavily on my editor. I had a fantastic developmental editor and um, a funny side story. When I f- turned in my very first draft of my first book to her, I had that new writer sort of hubris where you think like, 
yeah, I, I did pretty good. Like I, I nailed this on the first draft. <laughs> and she, I was in Walmart shopping and uh, my phone rings and it's the editor. And my book was due back like two or three days. Um, I was two or three days out from when she was going to return the book. Uh-huh. And she calls and says, I'm going to need a little more time with this because I'm really, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. I'm really struggling. And oh. I was like, she called the wrong person. Like there's, <laughs> she, you know, there's no way. So yeah. Yeah. That would actually, it plays into my biggest advice is take feedback. Like yes. it's hard, especially when you first start, because there's just, you have to be a little bit confident because you gotta, you have to put your work out there, mm-hmm. but you also have to be willing to take that feedback because it's so important. That's really good advice. And I feel like it is so hard for people to let go of what they first write sometimes. Yes. <laughs> like it's something precious and it is. really it can just get better. What about seasoned writers who need a boost? Any advice for them? Yeah. So the thing that I, I struggled with um, writer's block mm-hmm. in um, 2018 and um, I took I took me nine months to write a book. and And even when I put the book out, I wasn't. I felt like this isn't my best work. Uh. And so I went to the Romance Writers of America conference and Sierra Simone was like, oh, let's go to this panel. And I was like, I'm not really, not really interested in going to that panel. I've got to moderate another panel right after. And she's like, no, no, you don't understand. We are going to this panel. <laughs> so it was a panel about writing to your id, which is, mm-hmm. you know, like your baser instincts mm-hmm. and stuff. And it was all about pleasure where do you find pleasure and not just you know sexual pleasure but like all the you know eating a decadent dessert is a pleasure experience and she says so when you read books there's things that trigger your pleasure center like i really like bodyguards like there's something Mm -hmm. if a book has a bodyguard in it that's like that's plays to my id (laughs) and she said so make a list of all the things that you really really like that you just gravitate towards and then you know, even if it's something little like mosquito netting draped over a bed mm-hmm. and that, that's really romantic, you know, add that to your list. And then you have this list of 20, 30, 100 things. And as you go to write your book, you can go through your id list and try to work those things in. That's great. Yeah. I'm writing all of that down. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just interrupt for a second to let you know that Living in the Pages is part of the Frolic Podcast Network, a podcast community of everything romance-related, from book club-style discussion, author interviews, comedy, critique, you name it. Find new shows to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcast. And now, let's get back to our interview. (laughs) It was a game-changer for me. So, and actually, if you look at my, my id list, um, in the initiation, it, I like, it was like a, a laundry list. I checked off all the things and that's, I really enjoyed writing that book too, because it played to all of the things I loved. That would explain why some books just make you happier than others when writing. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it kind of answers, but how do you push past hard writing sessions? I mean, once you've checked off all the lists. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, if I'm struggling, I usually will go for a walk and I'll listen to um, podcasts on craft or um, 
old RWA sessions um, that I have recordings of. Mm -hmm. And as I'm listening to those, I'll just be brainstorming because I have to, my mind has to be distracted Mm -hmm. by something for me to kind of get over whatever's blocking me. Hmm. So that's, that's That's my best point. So it's not, doesn't necessarily mean sitting at the desk until an idea comes. Yeah. I, if I, if I need to hit my word count, and it's not coming. And I've been sitting at the desk for 30 minutes and I have like 100 words. I know I have to get up and do something else. That will be, I will end up being more productive mm-hmm. rather than, you know, sit at the desk for four hours and get 500 words right. or do something for three hours and then sit for an hour and get a thousand words. What are some of your favorite craft podcasts? You know, actually, I've been right now, I've been listening to um, it's more books now that I think about it. I listen to uh, Romancing the Beat is mm-hmm. one of the audiobooks that I've been listening to. And then the other one is Rock Your Plot. I've probably listened to that one 10 okay. times. I could probably repeat the whole thing. It's uh, <laughs> Kathy Yardley, I think, is the author of the Rock Your Plot. Okay. Yeah, I could, I could repeat the whole thing. But there's something about listening to it while I'm walking or driving or whatever mm-hmm. that it's just enough to get that kernel that I need to get the story going. Let's do a fast five. I will ask you questions and you answer off the top of your head. Okay. Signature drink. Uh, Cosmopolitan. Flying or invisibility? Invisibility. Last book you read and loved? Um, Birthday Girl by Penelope Douglas. What did you have for breakfast? I have not had breakfast yet. (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) My stomach is trying to tell me something. (laughs) Favorite book boyfriend? Oh, um, Jameson Kane. From uh, Degradation by uh, Stilo Phantom. Ooh, okay. Any book signings this year? Yeah, I have the um, Music City with the Bells in Nashville and then nice. um, in May. And then uh, one in October, Authors in the Bluegrass in Lexington, okay. Kentucky. Oh, yeah. I love Kiki. Yeah. Are you doing <laughs> that one? No. Last year was my year of saying all the yeses to... The signings and mine too. It's been the year of me yeah. That's why I'm only doing two this it year because it's man. Yeah. It it takes it out of you. It's hard to write while you travel so much. It really is. I learned my lesson the hard way. Random question from the curvy savant. Okay, what would you bring to a potluck? <laughs> I make uh this cheese buffalo chicken dip. Mm. Yeah, Um, it's mostly just cream cheese, but it's good. (laughs) It sounds good. Did you by any chance watch Succession? I did. Did you love it? I did. It was weird um, because I I was halfway through writing book two when we started watching because I was telling my father actually the sort of the general (laughs) idea of what the the story was about. And he's like, well, that sounds just like HBO Succession. You should watch that show. So as I was watching it, there were there were some similarities, and I was like, "Oh no, people are going to think I'm ripping off this show." And I wrote, no. you know what I mean? I'm halfway through the series without having or through the the trilogy without having ever watched the show before. But season two really went a different direction. Yeah. So I just wanted to make sure if you hadn't that you do <laughs> that I did. I felt yes. like you would love it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I think it's time for us to sing a song now. <laughs> oh, <uh-oh. laughs> So I had two choices for you. One was This Love by Maroon 5. Okay. No reaction to that. <laughs> or Lose You to Love Me by Selena Gomez. All right. So I, I should tell you, I'm, I'm a, a 
singing in public is like my the the scariest thing ever for me, oh. even though I was in show choir. Really? But how? Yes. But I was always in the back, never near a microphone and mm. blending in with, you know, 30 other people. So, yeah. Well, I will sing with you and I'll sing okay. very loud. <clears throat> and so how much of it are we singing? Do you want to do a verse and a chorus? <laughs> oh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> or we could just do a chorus. Do the whole yeah, freaking let's... thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's your guys' funeral. I mean, if you want people to turn the podcast off, we can definitely do that. But... <laughs> all right. Um, let's just do the, the chorus, if that's okay. all right. All right. Or... Give me a verse. Come so on, that's... give me something. All right. So I, don't... Man, I might have to listen to it. It's been so long since I've heard this song. Here, I'll refresh you. I okay. was so high I did not recognize the fire okay. burning, burning in her eyes. eyes. The chaos that controlled, controlled my mind. mind. Whispered goodbye as she got on a plane. Never to return again. But always, but always in, in my heart. heart. Uh-oh. Where did I go? This love has taken its toll on me. She said goodbye too many times before. And her heart is breaking in front of me. I have no choice because I won't say goodbye anymore. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Oh. Yeah. Yay. I was pretty pitchy. It is okay. Believe me, we have had pitchy <laughs> on this show before. <laughs> no, I'm not going to quit my day job. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for doing this today. Sure. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm so excited. I have all these books to catch up on. And yeah. <laughs> everybody by Redemption. And what was the next? The Pool Boy. Uh, the Pool Boy. Coming yes. out in July. Yes. Well, thanks again, and I hope you have a great day. Thanks, you too. Right. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Go buy her books right now. See you next time. Living in the Pages is now part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts.